You're listening to First Fossil. Welcome to First Basel, a show where we learn together how to take that first basel toward becoming the best versions of ourselves. My name is Candace Olushala, and guys, I am back in the bluegrass state, spend a whole month with my family in Cali, and it's weird. It's weird being back. I don't understand why, why Kentucky just has to have the most offensive weather. At the worst times, like I just, I really don't, I can't. However, (laughs) the positive is that after seeing gas prices in California, you know, gas prices in in Kentucky just aren't that, they're not that bad. (laughs) So so I I can receive this in the name of Jesus. You know what I'm saying? So it's all good. It's all good. I just wanted to do a quick episode today and share something that was actually a conversation that I had with my mom yesterday, well, I guess a couple of days ago, while I was working on a project that I'm planning on doing soon. And we talked about the difference between the golden rule and what I like to call the inverse golden rule. So the golden rule, we've known it since we were children, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Which sounds great. I mean, that sounds very helpful. It's very kind. It's very thoughtful, admirable even. However, why would we bother treating people the way we would like to be treated and yet treat ourselves in the opposite manner? Like the fact that we would be kind to other people, we want to help them when they ask for help. We want to be there for them when they can, when they need someone to rely on. We want to, you know, do mission trips and save the lost and feed the poor and very admirable things. And yet sometimes we're just not very kind or admirable to ourselves. We're not loving. We're not supportive of ourselves. We look down on ourselves. We beat ourselves up. Or in the opposite realm, we think we're just so great that everybody else is peasants beneath our feet. And it's just, it's really sad. It's really sad that we have this outlook on life. And I had to sit in the space of the why. Why are we willing to treat others the way we want to be treated? And yet we don't treat ourselves the same way. I realize that it really boils down to hurt, to pain, to suffering, to things that we just haven't healed from, things that have been bothering us even from our infancy. I'm sure there was a time where someone of significance said something to you. Maybe it was your dad saying that you wouldn't amount to anything. Maybe it was a teacher who thought, do you really think you can do that? Like, I don't know if you guys know Steve Harvey's story, but when he was in elementary school, his teacher asked the class to write down 
what they want to do when they grow up. So Steve Harvey wrote down on his paper, I want to be on TV. He turned in the assignment and his teacher brought him to the front and basically ridiculed him, telling him things like, have you ever seen a black person on TV? Why do you think you'd be on TV? Has there been anyone in our area who's been on TV? So why do you think you'd ever be on TV? Just putting him completely down. And she sent a note to his parents' home. And Steve Harvey's mom was really upset and was like, why didn't you just do the assignment? And he's like, I did do the assignment. She's like, well, why couldn't you write down something like be a doctor or be a firefighter or police officer, something that makes sense. And he was crushed to hear that from his mom, who he holds in high esteem if you've ever heard him speak of his mom. But then he had a conversation with his dad and his dad asked him what was going on. He explained it to his dad and his dad said, what did, what is it that you wrote down? He said, I wrote down that I want to be on TV. And his dad counteracted it and told him to write down that dream and put it in his drawer and read it to himself every single day, every single night. And now he's on TV. He's on so many channels on TV. Y'all, we can't get away from him and his mustache. Like he was spoken down to and he had someone counteract that. But here's the thing. Not everyone has that counteracting voice. It's so hard, especially coming from people who you look up to, to say something negative about you or to put you down. And different people respond different ways to that. Some people shrink and go into a depression that seems a little bit more obvious. And some people go in the opposite route and say, well, then I'm going to just do me and everybody else can be cut out of my life. And I, it's, I have to protect myself. In reality, they're just caging themselves in their own heart. It sucks. I can't say that the world is a safe space to just be who you want to be without any kind of ridicule, any kind of put down, any kind of just suffering. It's not true. It's not true at all. In fact, in case I've never told you, there are some moments in my life that really hurt me. There was one time where I I was at school and there were these girls in my class in elementary school. I think I was in second grade and they were mainly fourth graders and they didn't understand why I as a black girl would be in the school. Me and my brothers were the only black kids in the school. Well, actually, there was one other biracial girl, and then she left, and then we really were the only kids in the school. But she was actually one of the bullies, unfortunately. And these white girls and this biracial black girl would, during lunchtime, take me to the back of the playground and beat me up and throw me in a ditch regularly. And they would tell me things about myself that I know now not to be true, but they would tell me about my hair and how my hair was ugly and I looked like a mop head. In fact, most of the fourth graders said I had a mop head because I had natural big 3C, 4A curls. <laughs> and they would kick me, they would slap me, they would throw dirt on me, and then they would laugh at me. And 
they would say, well, who do you think you are trying to be in school with these white kids? Mind you, the biracial girl was in this group. So they would tell me that I should be in the school with the, the black kids and do black kids schoolwork, not white kids schoolwork, which they meant in translation to be white kids doing smart work and black kids doing dumb work. That's literally what they meant. And I, I don't mean that to be offensive. I, I, I knew exactly what they were talking about when I got a little bit older, the more that they would say things like that to me. And it continued on for years, that understanding that either I was trying to prove myself in a way that I shouldn't because of my black skin, or they would call me fat, or they would call me an, an Oreo. Some of them even called me a KKK leader because they thought I was just so white on the inside such a white girl that I might as well be spearheading KKK meetings. And they would stuff white tissue paper in my locker for it to all pour out on me when I would open my locker and laugh at me and say things like, how was your KKK meeting, Candace? And things got, as I got older, you know, the, the understanding that not everyone liked me, not everyone thought I was worthy of even being in their space or so they projected that I carried that and yet I sought out ways to follow the golden rule for everyone else but I never did it for myself because I didn't find myself worthy of that type of love even though I wanted it from other people it was easier to reject it because I felt so horribly about myself that I couldn't imagine I couldn't imagine actually receiving and accepting that type of love from anyone, but especially myself, because I know I know me. I know how bad I am. I, I am a horrible person, as, as I would repeat to myself based on the experiences that I was having and trying to rationalize why I was such a horrible person and wishing that I wasn't. And that's why this topic is really important to share because I know I'm not the only one who's gone through this before. I know I'm not the only person who has ever thought that the love that I want to put into the world, the sacrifices that I make for other people, I would love that, but I can't see myself deserving that. And we literally speak to ourselves as such. We'll tell ourselves when given a compliment of, oh, you are so beautiful. Like, ah, no, I'm not. Uh, excuse you, why do you reject that? Well, it's because I don't feel that. And that's why we say those things. You say those things because you don't feel it. You say those things because you don't believe it. But what if it's just that your perception has been thrown off by all the negativity and toxicity over your life that the truth can't actually be seen by you anymore. That you've been lied to for so long that the lies are now your truth. That sucks. It's horrible. It's not good. And you don't deserve to wear a badge of lies as your truth over your life. You just don't. No one does. It's not right. 
I had a conversation with a friend recently and we were just discussing the outlook on life as far as their capabilities and how they're beautiful inside and out. And for every time that I mention to them something positive that I not only see, but have the blessing to be affected by, they rejected every single statement I said. And it just made my heart hurt. I, I told them, I wish I could give you my eyes for you for a day. I wish you could just see you through my lens, even for 24 hours, so you can understand why my heart loves you as my friend so deeply. And they kind of laughed uncomfortably. And I understood that laugh because it was a laugh that I used to laugh myself. It's so uncomfortable to hear such positivity that you don't know what to do but to reject it. It feels more comfortable to say, no, 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 no. I, I can't receive that. I don't deserve that. I mean, let me, let me throw that off because in throwing it off, I, I find peace. I can breathe in. I can breathe in my abuse to myself. Think about that. For every time that you call yourself ugly, for every time you call yourself incapable and you agree with the lies that are spoken over your life, you are being verbally abusive and yet you're mad at those who are ver verbally abusive to you. How dare you? How dare any of us ridicule anyone else outside of us, people who don't walk and breathe in our lives every second? Like, look, we are with us all day. And we would have the audacity to give power to people who speak negative negativity over us to the point that we would be mad at them, but not mad at ourselves for doing the exact same thing to us, to our own person. You might, we might as well just bash ourselves for the same thing because it's not right. And this is where true healing is important. Going on that journey to be healed, to be restored, to be rejuvenated, to know who you actually are under the rubble of the lies over your life. And even to speak into existence the hope that that could be true, that the positivity that you actually are, the, the beauty that you behold, that if that could at least be true, even for a moment, if you could picture that being an opportunity, even if you can't picture it, just hoping enough that you would one day be able to picture it. That drive to even lean into that is so important because to be your own broken record and tell yourself something over and over and over that that is, that is a lie over your life to the point where you believe your own lies, you believe the lies of other people over you, and yet, you try to be mad in this sick, it's a cyclic process of self-ridicule. People externally telling you you're horrible, you internally telling you you're horrible. The cycle has to stop and it stops with you. If you're not willing to do that, don't expect it to get any better. I just have to be honest with you. You have that power. So that way, if you can walk every single day in yourself and say, I matter, even though I don't believe it today, I need to claim it today because everything else counteracts that. And I want to keep telling myself this 
until it becomes my actual truth. And I can walk in the freedom of claiming that as my truth. Until you can get to that point, the golden rule almost doesn't matter. Because the follow-up to the golden rule is the inverse. Treat yourself the way you need to be treated. Treat yourself the way you deserve, whether you feel like it or not, the way you deserve to be treated. That way, when you treat others the way you want to be treated, it's coming from a place of health, not from a place of feeling low, feeling like a peasant in the world, feeling like a servant to everyone else to the point where you you just don't matter at all. Everyone else matters. Or protecting yourself by looking so high that you don't need anyone else, that they're beneath you, when in reality you still feel small, you just don't feel like you can project that smallness in the world because then maybe they'll just keep treating you that way. This is why bullies and who they bully are actually one and the same in their space. They're both hurting. They're both hurting and they're choosing two different outlets to express that. Again, one shrinks and one puffs up. And the root of that is hurt. It's pain. It's a lack of healing. And everyone needs to sit in the space of knowing who they are in the healthiest, holistic way possible. So that way, the act of the golden rule is as healthy and holistic and pure and beautiful as possible. So that's today's episode I wonder, do you struggle with self-love? Do you struggle with seeing the beauty that is in you? Do you wrestle with the idea that someone could ever see you as worthy? If you do, I know you're not alone. And I'm a living testament of being able to heal enough to finally actually see the truth of who you are, even if it takes years to get there. I believe in you, and I believe in your ability to lean into the discomfort of discovering who you beautifully are and were created to be. Let me know, are you still struggling with this? Are you in the process of leaning into something more positive about yourself? Let me know. Send me messages. You can contact me on social media at Candice Olushala. You can even email me, hola at firstbaso.com. Or if you're in the U.S., you can shoot me a text at 859-800-3396. I would love to hear from you guys. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you have any topics, any questions that you want posed here, or if you have any guest suggestions, you can always Go to my website, www.firstbaso.com, and you can apply to potentially be a guest on my show or have someone else be a guest on the show. Until next time, you guys stay safe, take care, and we'll talk soon. Bye.